Shalom Abrach, we're up to Mesechus. Gitten da pei beis. Today's this daft discusses an eved, or someone other than a karov, being a third aid, the extra aidim in a document, how uh, a kiyum get is done with any three aidim, and that completes the eighth parak of Mesechus. Gitten the ninth parak discusses a case when someone divorces his wife using the term Ella. What does the word Ella mean? Does it mean besides for this guy or I'll deny that you don't marry this guy? What would be the Makar that if it means besides for this guy that the get would still work? How would this work if someone says that he wants to marry someone, be Makandish a woman besides for an individual where we have a case of Yibum of a woman who is married to two husbands? How could that be? What happens if someone adds people to the list of his exceptions? Besides, Reuven and Shimon, and then later he says, oh, and also Levi and Yehuda. What does he mean by those additions? So we begin with the Zera Omar, Rabbar, Sheilto Omar Vamnuna, Saba Omar Vandabar If someone has a get that's missing signatures, it's folded over more times than it is signed. So we have Machlekas, Benanas, and Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva, and I must have said, only can have a relative be the extra aid. You can't have anybody. Benana says you can much have anybody be the, that third witness. But that machlekes is only when there's one signature short of the folds. You have seven folds and six signatures. Six and five, five and four, four and three. However, if there are three folds and two signatures, everyone would agree that you could only have a relative being a puzzle aid, not a Ghan of a Gazlan or, or an Evid. Rebbe Zira tells Rabbi Bar Shailta, Hold on. If you have three folds and two signatures, that's the same as any two signatures on the actual get. Over there, you, you can't have two uh, relatives signing a get. Why would they be allowed to sign the fold? Rabbi Barashelta says, You should know, Rabzera, I had the exact same question. I asked it to Rav Hamnuna, and he asked it to Rav Adabarava. He explained that that third signature is less important, well, can be signed by a relative because it's not deraisa, as opposed to the actual signatures on the get, those are deraisa, those can't, you can't have relatives. And we also have a brisa that says that if a get is missing some signatures, a bald get, Banana and Abikiva only disagree when there's one missing. If they had an Eved sign that missing fold, Banana says that the children are then kosher. Rabbi Akiva would say that the children are mamzerim after that get. Because she's still married. However, if there were three folds and only two signatures, everyone agrees that the only person who can sign it is a, the only puzzle aid that can sign it is a karev, a relative. And that bright of Yosef learns that even if a non-relative were to sign it, it would be kosher. I, the, the Bryce of Befeir said karev, or Papa answers, yeah, he, his Bryce didn't say karev, his Bryce said kosher. Next, Rav Yoichanan says that even when he's allowing a relative to sign a third signature on one of the folds, that's only one relative. He can't have two relatives, two puzzle adem on the get, because maybe later when you're coming to be Mekayim to verify the star, and you pull out three signatures to verify of all the signatures on the get. 
You'll have two of them that are relatives, and one of them will be kosher. Rav Ashi says we, we, he brings a raya to Rabbi Akiva saying, to what Rabbi Yochanan is saying from a brisa. Because our brisa that we brought in describing how one signature was missing, right? There were seven folds and six signatures. There was one opening for a karev to sign, but not two. Because if two relatives would sign, that would be an issue, a potential issue by when it comes to verifying it, being Mekayamit. Baye says, you also see from here that the relative can sign anywhere he wants. This third signature can go at the beginning, the middle, or the end. And the fact that we didn't give him a place to sign it, you see, he could sign wherever he wants. You also see that the signatures that you pull out when you're being Mekayim, they get, don't have to be from the same area. They don't have to be three consecutive signatures. Because if they do have to be together, then we would allow the Karev to sign one in the beginning, one in the middle, one at the end, and you're never going to be pulling out two Karevim unless, like we Paskin, you can pull out the signatures to be Mekayimit from anywhere, so you might land up with two of them if you allow more than one Karev to sign in different parts of the get. When the Shaila was brought to Rav Ami, he said that you're allowed to have an Eved from the Shuk be the third signature. He Paskin's like, which began discussing a case of the husband throwing the get to his wife in her chutzer and his and his rishos on her bed in her lap in a basket. We begin the ninth paragraph discussing a case when someone divorces his wife, but he tells her that you are now allowed to marry anybody. Ella Leploini. This is a good get, sir. Beliazer says. She is now divorced. The Chachamim say she is not. Rebeleazer would say she's divorced except for this one person who she can't marry. Chachamim would say she, he has to take back the get, give it back to her, and tell her that she's divorced to, and allowed to marry everybody. However, if this statement that Ella Leploini is actually written in the get, then he can't take it back and give and, and re-give it to her, even if he erases it. This get is now possible. Now the Gemara asks when this guy says to his wife, Ella Leploini, what does this word Ella mean? Does it mean you're divorced, you're allowed to marry everyone with the exception of Pliny? Or you're allowed to marry every everyone on the condition that you don't marry him? Is it Chutz or Almanas? Now it would make a difference because you have a Machlekes, the Rabbonin, and Rebeliezer whether this get works. Maybe if it means with the exception of, that's where their Abonin would, would disagree and, and hold that it's usher, that it's not a good get, because he, he's leaving a piece out from the divorce. But if he says, al menas, he's just making a tenai, maybe they would agree that it would be a good get. And on the flip side, maybe Ella here means on condition, and this, this is where Eliezer allows the get to go through, but if it would be a part of the get, maybe he would agree that it's usher, because he, he's leaving out a piece of the get. The rabbit explains that normally Elar means almanas, but over here it, it, it's mustaver that means chutz. We're trying to see whether Ella can mean chutz. The word Ella is a contraction, but it could be a contraction of ach loy or im loy. Sorvino tries bringing a raya. We learn that every house is tome teras. Ella shall oiv de 
Now, what does Ella mean? If Ella means besides four non-Jewish homes, okay, that makes sense. Only Jewish homes can become Tamim Mitzras. Non-Jews homes and Nebuchadnezzar's home cannot be Tamim Mitzras. But if it means on the condition, what sort of a condition are you making from the homes of Evdi Kachavim? That if the Goyim, the, the Goyim's house becomes Tameh, then the Jew's house becomes Tameh? And if they're not Tameh, then the Jew's home isn't Tameh Tzeraz? And you can't... Goyim's house aren't, don't even get Tomas Tzeraz. The Bible says from the Pesach, that only Jewish homes get Tzeraz, not non-Jewish homes. So the word Ella must mean, or at least has, you see clearly has the ability to mean, with the exception of Chutz. So over here, when he's telling his wife, you're divorced, chutz, niplaini, ella, liplaini, the word ella means chutz, you're divorced, you're allowed to marry everyone except for this one person. Now, Amish does not going like one of the Tanoim, because in a Bryce, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says that Rebbe and the Chalim only argue if someone divorces his wife and tells her that you are allowed to marry everyone with the exception chutz, niplaini. Everyone over there agrees that they're not divorced. They're only arguing according to this Brisa. If he divorces her, saying that you're you're allowed to marry everyone, you're divorced on the condition that you don't marry Pliny. Over there, Eliezer says that the get works for everyone except for Pliny, and the Chachamim said the whole get doesn't work. Why would Eliezer say that it does work? He's not fully divorcing her. Well, he looks at this as any sort of a tanai. They're a banan. They would say, yes, you can make a tanai in your get, but not a tanai that takes away from the get, from the krisus. Normally, shtaris, you could throw in any tanai you want. I'll sell you this house on the condition that you do jumping jacks. But you can't do that by a get because there has to be a total severance. Now, back in our Mishnah, we're assuming that Elo means with the exception of chutz. So why does Eliezer say that it's a valid get? He left something out from the creases. So we have two answers. Rabbi Yanai says it's because he says it's the name of a certain Zokain. Pasuk says, That she's divorced and she can go marry another man. Meaning that she's divorced as long as she can marry one other man. Even if she's not divorced to everybody, it's still a good get. That's Rabbi Yanai's drasha. Their bono would say that Ish in the Pasuk means that she has to be allowed to marry every single Ish. Rabbi Yochanan has a different explanation, explanation from Eliezer. He says, his reasoning is from the Pasuk, that a coin can't marry a divorced woman. Which is mashma, that a woman who is divorced from her husband, even if she is only divorced from her husband, not anyone else. The only thing that, that the Gerishin that this man gave her was to answer her to him. But not to matter her to anyone else, she's still puzzled to Kuna. You see that it is a valid get, even when there are exceptions to who she's mutter to, as long as she's usher to him. But the Arbanan would say that yes, that is Allah by Kahuna, but by Kahuna or extra machmer that even the reach of a get passes her from Kahuna. But no, that's not a full divorce according to the Arbanan. Next, Abba asks, how would we apply this whole Ella? husband to wife, not by divorce, by kiddushin, when they're trying to connect, to marry. So this is a question of both Rebbe Yezer and the Rabbanan, according to Rebbe Yezer. He says that it works because he has a pasuk by Gerushin, either one of the two psukim. But by kiddushin, 
he doesn't have these psukim, maybe he would not allow a kedushin with an exception to go through. Why? Because we have a comparison so that Gerushin and Kedushin are intertwined. They should have the same halachas. If you don't have a heter by Kedushin like you have by Gerushin, then the Kedushin should not work. And according to the Rabbanon also, it's a question because maybe the Rabbanon only take issue with the exception, with the chutz, with the Ella. Because you need a full krisois by divorce, by Gerushin, but by Kedushin. You just need a Kenyan. Maybe it, it is a Kenyan even though there's an Ella. On the other hand, this Vyatsa Vahaisa. Maybe it has to be exactly the same as Gerushin. Rabbi Abba himself, after asking the question, came up with an answer, and he said that according to Rabbi Eliezer and the Rabbanon, Vyatsa Vahaisa, they need to be exactly the same. And what works by Gerushin works by Kedushin. What doesn't work by Gerushin does not work by Gerushin. Next, Abaye tells us if we pass like Rabbi Abba, that the same halachas apply by Kedushin. If Ruvain were to be Makadesh, Sprinzi, with the exception of Shimon, Chutz mi Shimon, and then Shimon is Mekadesh Sprinzi, Chutz me Ruvain, and then both Ruvain and Shimon die. The halacha would be that she does Yibum to Levi, their brother, and we would not say that she is a case of an Ashes Shnei Mason, the wife of two dead husbands, which would potter her from Yibum. Why not? Because Ruvain's Kedushin was Chal, with the exception of Shimon, and Shimon's Kedushin did nothing. If that's so, when do we ever have a case? How can we formulate a scenario where a woman will be the wife of two husbands and pot to her from Ibn? What What is that case? It must be where Ruvain is Mekandesh, Shprinzi, with the exception of Shimon. Right? That she can't marry anyone except Shimon. And then Shimon comes and is Mekadesh or Stam, answering her to even Reuven. So Reuven's condition is good to answer her on everyone. Shimon, his condition adds one person to her list of Isurim that, she, that she's not allowed to marry Reuven. The one person who she was allowed to after Reuven's condition, Shimon who was the exception to Reuven, now asks her to him. A Kedushin is only able to work, not just that she's allowed to marry the person who's being Makantish her, but that Kedushin has to have a flip side of the coin, that she's also becoming usher to someone else. So in the scenario where Reuven's Kedushin asers at least one person, Shimon, the one person who she's still allowed to marry, she would then be Makantish to both of them. And if they were to both die, she'd be potter from Yibum. Nice, a little taste of Yibum over here, for those of you who miss Yivomus. Now, Abaye asks, if the husband were to tell his wife that you are now mutter to everyone except for Reuven and Shimon. Reuven and Shimon are on your no-marrying list. But otherwise, you're divorced. And then afterward, the husband comes back and he tells her, Lir Reuven vis Shimon, that you can marry Reuven and Shimon. So what's the halach? What's he telling her? Is he saying, oh, you remember how I answered you for marrying Reuven and Shimon? Now I'm allowing you. Or maybe he's flipping everything around, saying, oh, remember how I allowed you to marry everyone except Reuven and Shimon? Now I'm saying you can't marry anyone except for Reuven and Shimon. If you're going to say that everything's being flipped around, what happens if, she, if he comes back and, and only adds Lir Reuven, that you can marry Reuven? So Shimon is still lesser. Is he saying... 
that Ruvain and Shimon is now Mutter. I take back both of those exceptions. And Ruvain is just an opening to, to Pesach, to rescinding everything that he had said before. Or is he only saying that Ruvain is, is Mutter with the rest of the world and Shimon is the only one that you're not allowed to marry? And if you're going to say that, it's, that he means specifically Ruvain, what happens if, if he were to come back and say, Le Shimon, instead of saying Le Ruvain? Is he saying Shimon and Ruvain? Maybe because Shimon was the second one on the list. And he, that was the Pesach, including Ruvain. Or maybe he's sticking with his original exception that Ruvain you still can't marry, but Shimon, I decided you can with the rest of the world. Rav Ashi comes in and asks another question. What happens if the husband returns to her after saying, you're much to everyone except for Reuben and Shimon, and says, Af Shimon. What does he mean by that? Does he mean Reuben and Shimon are mutter to you with everyone else? Or is he saying, Shimon is mutter to you and the entire world is mutter to you, a full get? The Gemara answers all of these with a teku. Let that question stand in which Shimon Leonov is going to come and answer them very soon. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.